And welcome, everyone, to the newest edition until the next newest edition of Ian Hates Music Podcast. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to actually uh, do some album reviews of some bands that we already like. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, we've been coming to you and talking about, you know, kind of our favorite artists or doing artist focuses. And, uh, you know, today we decided to to kind of dive into some albums. Uh, I don't know about for you, but this was a little bit different for me. No, it was definitely I don't tend to um, analyze as much. I don't exactly. think. Yeah, I just I listen. I just go through the flow and I let it go. And, you know, I pick out like, oh, I really like that track. Let me go ahead and, and listen to it again. And then I'll continue on with the album, something like that. But yeah, this time it was different. And we'll see how this goes, because uh, I'm not even sure my descriptions are even that great. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think mine are either. I find I find like I end up doing this, which is I like say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's well, fine. People can fast forward to the end. And well, we chose we chose technically similar artists. I wasn't. I didn't think about that originally. But both bands, and we haven't let on really. I think we talked about it a little bit on Twitter of who we're going to be we talking about today. Um, but both bands have three full length albums. Uh, this is their third, right? Just both that's, of them coming out. That's right. Yeah, and they're both. Um, from foreign countries, and they're as in not the U.S. As in, yeah, as in not the U.S. Yeah, I guess I should for other people who are listening in foreign countries already. Yeah, from not yeah not the U.S. And they both come from a similar genre of music, um, and they're both very very catchy. And you're gonna hear that come up over and over again. I think with this music, exactly. I think that's you're right. That's probably what struck me the most about both of these albums is how catchy they were and and you know they really kind of pull you in from the very first tracks on on both CDs I think and and you're kind of hooked for the whole album to kind of listen to it it's this full work and that's a great I mean that's a great thing because there are plenty of those albums uh especially recently with some of the bands I've been listening to that that just doesn't happen um sure. so it's really nice to like I was I guess for me too I've been looking forward to both these albums for a while uh, so yeah. I, it makes a lot more sense that we're already excited for it, and then we listen to it and we and we like them, you know. Exactly, and you know what? We're getting into that season. I know we mentioned before, like the first couple months of the year here, we're pretty slow with album releases and tours, and things are starting to come around. I know you mentioned you have like a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll wait till the end to talk about the show that we're both going to on on Sunday. But yeah. t- tomorrow, the reason why we had to we had to switch some shows around this week. Um, I'm going to see actually for the very first time. I couldn't believe it. I looked back in my like tour log of every tour, you know, every band I've seen and everything. And I have never seen Bullet from My Valentine live. And really? they're, yeah, and this is the very first time, because normally they do arena shows. Like they never do, um, you know, regular venues anymore. So this is the first time seeing them. So I'm seeing them, and it's not the first time I've seen Asking Alexandria, but it's the Bullet for, Bullet for My Valentine Asking Alexandria tour. I'm going to see them in Boston tomorrow night. They're at the uh, House of Blues. Yeah, and that's crazy for me to think because I'm thinking when I saw Asking Alexandria, not Asking Alexandria, excuse me, Bullet for My Valentine, yep. I saw them at Warp Tour and they were playing. Oh, like, sure, sure. Yeah. This was like years ago when, you know, probably at least 10 years ago at Warp Tour and they were playing one of the main stages, but it was really early in the morning and there wasn't like a huge crowd there. Right. And like <laughs> for, to hear you now saying about them playing arena shows is kind of crazy, the, the juxtaposition. Yeah, it's like when I saw uh, like My Chemical Romance at Warp Tour. And then mm-hmm. you never saw them again in a small, like they do once in a while, they do a small venue for like that intimate show. But most of the time it was all, you know, it was all arenas and all that kind of stuff. 
Exactly. So, yeah. so this will be the first time, and I've seen Asking Alexandria in the small venues before, but this is the first time seeing them with the new singer. Um, yeah. And I can't I wait to hear that song. Like, I'm hoping, this is one of the first time I'm hoping that a band plays new music because I really want to hear more from that new album, and I'm hoping they do it. Yeah, they put out that, that music video for The Black, and mm-hmm. it's really kind of that a, a teaser for what they're doing in the album. Like I said before, I don't. at least for me, when I was listening to Asking Alexandria, at least... They got to their latest album and it was starting to feel a little stale for me. Like they were doing, you know, some similar stuff just over and over again. And I saw the music video for The Black and it felt refreshing. Like they they kind of switched up the vocalist. Danny Warsnop's not in the band anymore. Yeah, he's in um something Harlot. Uh Yeah. Uh, we are we are Harlot, I think is something like that. It's and like a old eighties kind of revival hair metal band kind of thing. Okay, and they're supposed to be putting out some new music soon because I always see him on Twitter posting stuff about them recording and putting out new stuff. I'll check it out. I haven't listened to any of it, but I know he, you know, this is their first album since he's not in the band, and I'm I'm with you. You know, I hope for your sake <laughs> they do play a lot of new music and you well, report I mean, back to us. For me, for me, I really love the entire Asking Alexandria Library. So I, I really like that last album um, from Death to Destiny. Like, I actually really like the one. And I know it's too bad because I know the backstory about how Danny Warsnop didn't want to be, like, he didn't even want to be there recording this album. But I thought that whole, it's almost like because a lot of the music dealt with him getting away, it you hear the passion in it. Because that's kind of what he wants to do. So I can understand that. You know, he's talking about the road being long and moving on. Like, they have a whole song called Moving On. Um, and I'm sure it was veiled as something else. But most likely, that's him talking about going on to different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, wherever wherever you find that motivation from, I guess it really doesn't matter. Whatever drives you. And if it's, you know, you finding that motivation from just finding that next thing to do. Yeah. And... uh then- I don't know. Do you know the band While She Sleeps? I do know the band While She Sleeps. I can picture the logo in my head. It's like mm-hmm. the triangle. Yeah, I believe it's so. Yep. The two triangles. Yeah, they're um they're a band. They're from Sheffield, from uh from the UK, and they're the opener for okay. it's like the British Invasion tour. Basically, it's Bullet for My Valentine, Asking Alexandria, While She Sleeps. I don't think anyone else is in there because I'm pretty sure. It's almost like a co-headlining thing. Like I think Asking Alexandria will probably be on for like an hour. And I believe Bullet for My Valentine probably going to be like an hour and a half. That would be my guess. Yeah, they're going to play. I'm, and they have huge discography to go through. Oh, yeah. So even if they play only like 10 of their songs, that would take you know, a while. <laughs> See, and I, I don't care. As long as I hear Tears Don't Fall, like that's, <laughs> I have to hear that live sometime. Like that just has, I just, I imagine everyone loses it for that track. They start, they start doing the opening part and everyone, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, you're getting a wall of death. The That's place it. goes nuts, of course. <laughs> so that'll be fun. So I'll have a I'll report back next week for that. And uh, at the end of the show, we'll talk about the uh, the show we're going to see on Sunday as well, because that'll have implications hopefully for uh, at least the next show. Because I think we're going to do another album review next week, but a little different style. That's right. Yeah. So we might as well. I mean, I guess we've it been teasing. Be- Oh, good. It may be the week after next. Oh, yeah, yeah. It depends on. I mean, we're we're constantly trying to get new stuff for everyone, so we'll see. We're just we try to plan the best we can so that we have you know we have the ability to go do something, and we're not just coming up on Tuesday being like, "Hey, Craig, um, what are we gonna do tomorrow? Like, what's, <laughs> exactly. what's the show gonna be about?" Yeah, because we really, I mean, the amount of times I listen to these uh, to these albums 
was more than I've listened to any. Like normally, I'm a skip around person, but this time, in order to try and you know promote these albums as best we can, really listen to this stuff like over and over again. I wanted to ask you about that earlier because now I can't. I'm one of those people. I can't listen to an album over and over and over again. Oh, I, I think I do. <laughs> in prepping for this album review, I listened to mine like three times, maybe all the way through. Yeah. yeah. And, and I again, really thoroughly, they like, sitting there thinking about it, but like not anything, you, you know, I can't listen. I remember you said you listened to yours like 30 times. Yeah, I think it might have been somewhere around there. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Even albums that I like, I think by the third, if, I can't listen to the same thing in the same day. Oh, OK. Oh, no, like, no. I'm a I'm a I'm a repeat like I skip around. But when I skip around, I normally repeat songs over and over again for a while. Then I go on to the next one and I'll do it. Like I get things. There are certain songs that I'll feel um, like not sick, but I'll feel weird if I don't hear it again. Like I'm just constantly thinking about it and then I need to hear it. And then it's like it's almost like a drug or something. That's music for me is that way. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I definitely get that way too. Like, oh, I got to hear this song right now. It's just I can't. I always have to be on the hunt for something new or something different and listening to to new music out there. Which is again why this is really good because we just constantly get to discover stuff and now we get to share it with other people. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess we've we've kind of been teasing people for a while, so might as well tell them uh, what albums we're reviewing, right? Yeah, let's let's talk about it. You want to do plugs before that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Deep into this. Yeah. So just just while you're listening, you know, we haven't gotten that deep into the episode, but again, we we want to you know plug the podcast here. You you know where to find us probably by now. If you're a routine listener, if you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, you can find us by going to www.ianhates.com. That's our website. All the episodes are up there with all the descriptions of things we talk about, links to all of the albums. You can find us on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash Ian Hates Podcast. I think it's just Ian Hates for that one. It may just be Ian Hates. Yeah, yeah you, you should be. And it's Google unique us. enough. Yeah, it's unique enough. It's going to come up. That's yeah. That's right. So uh, you can also Google us if you can't find us there. Um, you can find us, obviously, you know, send us the love, send us the hate. You can connect with us on the website. There's a little form at the bottom to contact us. Yep. You can also send us emails, ianhates at gmail.com to connect to us. And yeah, if you're kind of a routine listener or even a new listener, you listen to the episode, you really like us, get out there on Facebook, on Twitter, share it with your friends, share the link, post it, yep. retweet us. If you see us doing stuff, spread the word and, you know, bring more of your friends who like this music or more people into you know into listening to us go through what what episode is this episode 10? i think it's technically 10 yeah so if you're if you're a new listener you know share it there's a whole back you know a back catalog of episodes they're all about an hour long maybe a maybe little a little more, more sometimes <laughs> yeah so you know there's a ton of back catalog to go through and listen to but you know if you really like this music really get out there and share it with with other people and get them listening too and again the more the more publicity we get from from doing that kind of this grassroots advertising the better guests we can get yeah. and you know the better uh conversations we can have with other people also uh, to really bring to you uh new music as well like all right. that kind of stuff like it it opens the door for a lot of things and obviously we love talking about it you'll hear you'll hear how much we do just don't judge completely by the first episode because there was just an issue with the recorder <laughs> but other than that every other one sounds great so just don't worry about that one. 
That's right. Yeah, and I can't emphasize can't emphasize it enough. You know, if you like us, if you don't like us, whatever, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, send us messages, tell us what you want us to review, tell us what you like, what you didn't like about the episode, and most importantly, share it with other people. Retweet us, share it on Facebook, post it on your friends' walls, tell them about us. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, enjoy. Yeah, and I so. think what a plug. Very well done, Craig. <laughs> Thanks. I'm getting good at this. Yeah, I know. I'm see, we'll see how well mine goes at the end. Uh, but so, uh, so you want to original thought about yeah hinting. So oh yes yes yeah yeah no are you gonna say something? Oh, I was right? just gonna say if you want to take us away, um, if you want to even say what both uh, bands and names of albums, and we're gonna do the first one, and then we'll get to the second one. Sure. So yeah, so we picked two albums this week to do a review. These albums both came out uh, last Friday. I think it was February twenty sixth. Yeah. Yep. So completely brand new albums that just dropped. Um, I'm going to be reviewing Hands Like Houses, Dissonance this week. Yep. And Ian's going to be reviewing The Renegades by Yashin. And I think uh, we got the name right this time. <laughs> I think we got the name right. So I just watched some YouTube videos before we started here. It seems like they refer to themselves as Yashin, not Yashin. Yeah. So we're going to continue to refer to them as Yashin throughout here. It works for me. Um, uh, and yeah, so Ian's going to be doing that. We know we did an artist focus last week on Yashin. So we won't do too much of the backstory. And we already talked about their other two albums. A little bit, um, but we'll we'll dive into their newest release here. Right. So I'll dive in here, I guess, with Hands Like Houses and their newest album, Dissonance. Yeah. So as you mentioned already, this is their third release here. So they had two full lengths before this that were uh, released, um, and all of these have been on Rise Records. Uh, so they have Ground Dweller, which came out in 2012, and Unimagined, which came out in 2013. And then there was a little hiatus there, it looks like, in between. Yep. Not not official, again, the band didn't break up or really take a hiatus. There was just a, a long, longer period of time between the album releases before they came out with Dissonance mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, the band is from Australia. They were, they've been around since about 2008. Uh, signed to Rise Records, like I said, in the U.S., uh, which I think is... It's a different label in Australia. Yeah. I think it's a UNFD in Australia. That sounds familiar, but I might be wrong on that one. But I know it's one of those different things. It's the same as a lot of bands in you know, a lot of bands that aren't from the States, they have those partnerships between record labels. So yeah, so they get distribution in whatever country they're trying for. Exactly. It's the same with uh, I I know Shane talks about this on his podcast a lot, but like in Canada, the record labels are different than they are in the US too. So there's some distribution agreements too. Right, um, but if you're looking for them in the U.S., they're on Rise Records. Um, what, what's also cool about this is the five members that are in the band now for this album are still the original members. Mm-hmm. So you have Trenton Woodley on vocals, Matt Cooper on lead guitar, uh, Alexander Pearson on rhythm guitar, Joel Tyrell on bass, and Matt uh, Parkitney on drums. Yep, there you go. So those are those are really the members there. So. We can kind of do a high level overview of kind of what I thought about the album and then what we uh, dive in track by track and kind of go back and forth here. Sure. Overall, I thought this is my impression was this was my favorite album from Hands Like Houses. I really like Ground Dweller. And as I went back through their discography earlier, I listened to Ground Dweller again and I remember what I really liked it. It's the same impression that I had when Sleeping with Sirens came out Mm. with Eyes to Hear. Sure. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God. And Sleeping with Sirens went in a different direction than Hands Like yes, Houses yes. did. So Hands Like Houses released Ground Dweller. If you like Sleeping with Sirens and the early Sleeping with Sirens stuff, you'll probably like that album too, now, do I you, would say. Do you hear a little bit of um, of Slaves or Johnny Craig in the vocals in the background a little bit? 
Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, his voice is really amazing. Yeah. I mean, he has just this incredible range on his voice and can do the screaming too. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't scream quite. No, it's uh, not too much. Like it's for also. emphasis. That's exactly. that's mostly it's what it is. Yeah, definitely for emphasis. Again, it's 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 very much like the the sleeping with sirens kind of vibe going on here, and and the sleeves for that yeah. matter too, or Amoroso. Or oh any, yeah, right. <laughs> Right, like any of these bands, like if you if you like these bands, you you would like Hands Like Houses if you've mm. never heard of them, and I encourage you to go back and listen. So I really like Ground Dweller. Unimagined was kind of that track where you know you see what Sleeping with Sirens does, and I'm I'm just I thought of this earlier, and I want to compare them since Sleeping with Sirens is that bigger band that you know a lot more people may have heard of if they haven't heard of Hands Like Houses, okay. and when I listen to Unimagine, they seemed like they were going this more pop mainstream route. And I wasn't, there wasn't anything that I felt was, you know, really like, standing out yeah, to me right, right. on Unimagine. And I was a little, you know, taken aback by that. And I, I, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous for this album to come out because I was like, oh, are they going to go that Sleeping With Sirens route where it's like really, really poppy now? <laughs> it really um, is. <laughs> yeah, like totally that different from like, I mean, if you listen to Sleeping With Sirens now and Sleeping With Sirens... Back, when in the, released, back in the day, quote unquote, the, yeah. Exactly. It, it's, it sounds like two different bands. But mm-hmm. no, they totally brought it back around. They kind of, I, I don't even know how to describe it. This is their, their best, most polished work yet. And yeah, polished is, it, I, I like the word polished for this. I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's really catchy, but they still have these really heavy guitar riffs. They do this amazing mix where they'll come in with a heavy riff in the beginning and then switch to clean stuff and some mm-hmm. keyboards and some songs. Uh, I already mentioned this, but Trenton Woodley has this just amazing, amazing range on his vocals. Watched a couple live videos of Hands Like Houses today, and he pulls it off live, too, oh. perfectly. He sounds great. That was going to be my little contribution here as well. Was oh, I saw? Sorry. Yeah. I, oh no, no. I you're absolutely right. I saw. Thunder. No, no. <laughs> I saw. I saw hands like houses uh, with Silverstein on the. Um, what was it? It was a year ago, I think. I saw yeah. them at in uh, Worcester. Saw that from side stage. Actually, I was I was very happy about that. And they pull off all this stuff live. And I can tell you, even if you think, um, even if you think the second album, Unimagine, is a little bit more poppy, they sound heavier live than they do. Like I'm not sure if they if they pump it up a little bit, if they try some things out, you know, something new because they know they're live. But they do it very, very well. Sure, sure, and I, I don't doubt that. And I think the, the the last comment, kind of instrumentally, I want to make here, and we'll get into it, kind of, in some of the songs here, is just the drum work is kind of really incredible. They don't do their typical beats. They do these really interesting fills and, and, and beats on the drums. Uh, they kind of keep it uh, interesting. Uh, they also, in some of their songs, I heard a lot more keyboard than I remember hearing on either of their other two albums, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it's more prominent than it was on the other two albums. And lyrically, which is actually, again, a little bit different for me. I dove into <laughs> the lyrics really, like reading along, following along, kind of thinking about it a little bit. Could be totally way off base with kind of my interpretation of some of the lyrics, but what it, it seems to be doing again and kind of getting back to like they released this album and kind of they're, they're kind of finding their way here and that seems to be what the whole album's about it's about finding yourself what you stand for and, and finding the best way to express yourself and, and show others what what you're all about um you know i think in uh, i think in i am you know it'll be by my words and not my name he says you know it'll it'll be basically by what I say, you know, you'll, you'll know what I'm all about. 
Right. Uh, and it also deals with some heavier topics. There's some songs later in the album that looks like, you know, they deal with love and loss and, and some cases even what appeared to be they were talking about death. So, you know, they dive into some of the heavier topics, not overtly, but uh, it seems to be in the subtext a little bit. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I heard a lot of the love stuff, heard a lot of the like, I don't know, getting over, like tired of the same old kind of thing, like especially in I Am as well, like just the way they started it out. Um, I really like the direction they were going with it. Sure, and that's a perfect segue. So that's the opening track on the album. So we could just start right with I Am. And they, they teased with this this song forever ago, before months and months ago, before they released the album, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was kind of their teaser song. So I will say, you put this track on, first impressions here, I'm thinking, this is just like Unimagined for about a minute. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, here we go. They're just going to be kind of this, it's going to be one of these albums again where it's just like, oh, what are they doing? And about a minute in, they just hit with this ridiculously heavy riff. And they come in with a pre-chorus. I am not the same, he says. Mm-hmm. And that sets the tone for the whole album, right? right. It is not the same hands like houses. It's <laughs> right. not. You're not going to get that same thing. And, and again, the lyrics here promote not only being different, but taking a different outlook on your life. You know, I'm, I am dissonant, referring to the album title, being, you know, being different. Yeah. Really, really saying you know, what you want to do. And again, they, they do this, they grab you right in the beginning with the really, really heaviness. They have uh, a great breakdown when he says, I am oh, dissonant. Yes. It's awesome. They go, they go into the really heavy stuff. Awesome opening track really just pulls you in right from the beginning. Yeah. I liked, um, they had mentioned, uh, you're one of a thousand, a one of a thousand voices in my head that all just sound the same. I love stuff yes. like that. Like I like, the tuning out of, you know, whatever criticisms or whatever it happens to be that they're just so sick of hearing. Um, I really enjoy when a band goes after that. Exactly. It, 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 exactly. It's all about what you stand for and not what other people say you should be or what you should do. Right. Yep. So, so yeah, going on from there, the second track here is perspectives. So same thing. They open with just this really heavy driving riff, but again, Classic hands like house fashion, and you'll hear this basically on every song here. They tend to open heavy and go clean, or open clean and then go heavy. They just they they tend to oscillate back and forth between these two modes almost. Um, but melodic guitar comes in, and you know the bass and drums are really driving the song here. A lot of really complex guitar work I noticed in this song, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the second verse. They add uh, some clean guitar with uh, a lot of delay work which i you know again getting into you know technically a lot of what i've been playing recently just you know my own diddling on the guitar here is getting into like this delay and reverb so i just like i I get caught up by how the guitar sounds and what effects they're using and all this stuff and that's what really grabbed me right um again lyrically uh it was basically like like you mentioned before so you're one of a thousand voices was in i am well you know, somebody who just doesn't understand how things are viewed from your perspective, as the as the the title would suggest, right? Like right. you just don't get it, and it's all for nothing, right? Like you, you know, somebody doesn't get it; they think you're wasting your time. They think you're doing, you know, something that you shouldn't be doing, but they don't see it how you see it. They don't right. see how important it is to you, and you just have to keep, you know, you have to basically show them that this is the right thing, this is the right decision. Yep. Uh, again, a, another just great solid song. All of these songs are really solid. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, sure. We get into the third song here, Colorblind. This was my favorite song on the album, actually. Well, this is the major single, right? 
this is the major single because yep. they actually just released, I think, the music video for this, like kind of with yeah. the album release. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, it, it's it's no question why it's it was one of the catchier songs oh, on the oh, album. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, has a great breakdown. Like I am, um, it's same thing. Opens with this driving rift, and then they they do this mix of the driving rifts with the clean guitar work for the chorus. Uh, and it, it was one of my favorite guitar parts, my guitar riffs in the album that I that I really liked. Uh, this is where you really see the vocalist. You see his, his range, where he's able to stay mid range, kind of during the the verse, yep. and then he just hits these uh, really amazing highs, where he says, "So close your eyes, let the colors fly." You hear him hit those notes, and it's it's just again, it's incredible to hear that that range you can do, and then. They get to this amazing breakdown. He says, set fire to the sun, let the colors run, and, and bam, it just drops. <laughs> right. It's awesome. So, you know, really great. Um, New Romantics, another good song, really catchy guitar work, uh, good lyrics about just trying to find yourself, discovering who, you know, the person you really are looking for was that person that you are the whole time. Right. Um, great. Uh, Glass House. So this is an interesting one here. And I'll get to the. I, I did. I put a comment here, but you'll maybe you'll you'll pick up on what I'm going to go. Okay. For. All right. Um. So this was one I thought was was really good for the fact that um in this song the guitars kind of dropped out and they let the bass really take over. Really came through and drove the melody in the verse. Yep. Um. And it it was really heavily driven by the the bass guitar work, which. It's cool to see, again, you see the versatility of all the musicians of the band, so it's not always just guitar work or vocals or drums. Even the bass player is getting some time to really drive those melodies mm-hmm. through. Yep. Um, I, I like the melodic guitar work in the in the chorus and, and how it ends with Rain Down on Me. Um, they basically have this driving guitar work and drums. It's what I call it a pseudo breakdown at the sure, end. They, yeah, really sure. <laughs> they really didn't go you know, super heavy, and this is where they were kind of transitioning in that middle part of the album were kind of lulled a little bit. Right. Um, they did have a couple lyrics here. So when he says, let it fall, let it fall. Yeah. Every time I heard this song, the, the several times I listened to the album, yeah. go ahead. What am I going <laughs> to say? I, I don't, I think I know where you're going, but I, I don't even want to guess. Can you go into it? And let me just see if you're right. If I'm right. I, I'm sure you're right. All right. Every time I heard it, all I could hear in my head was let it go. Let it go. Oh. <laughs> I almost look- thought you were going for the tears don't fall because no, of what we had no. talked about before. But yeah, let it go. Oh. Sure. Now, anytime you hear three small words like that, you think of that shit song that it just. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So every time I heard this now, all I could hear in my, in my head immediately went to let it go. Right. And then the song from Frozen was stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, but that's that's what I thought was interesting about this song. So he said, let it fall. I'm just like, oh. What what a choice of lyrics there because I uh, kind of ruined it a little bit for me. Yeah, now uh, it's now it's forever the let it go song. So it's forever the let it go song. And I when it came on like after I had gotten pretty comfortable with the album, I, the al- the song started. I was like, oh, is this the let it go song? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Nice. Um, so going kind of here to uh, division symbols here. Um, so. The, the song has uh, a lot of um, keyboard and synthetic work that they do in the in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, kind of kind of open up the song and this carries really through as a theme basically through the whole song 
So they they throw in, uh, again, more complex guitar work here. They're, they're doing a lot with delay. This time it's delay with a little bit of overdrive, some distorted guitars on top, really kind of working in and make it a little bit heavier. Um, lyrically, it, it sounds to me like it's somebody struggling with a relationship. It's yeah. just not working out. You're not right for the other person. You, I, I'm imagining this is... I, I know you really like lyrically these yeah. kind of songs, so I'm imagining this grabbed you. It's technically a little bit generic-ish, you know, for sure. what they're saying. But no, I love. I always love the little things. Like, um, I love when they say, uh, "I won't look to the heavens. I found he- hell where I stand." Like, I, it's like little shit like that that yeah. I always enjoy. So yeah, you're right. This always gets me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have a so type. <laughs> ex- exactly. You definitely have a type of funny like. So yeah, I found how where I stand. Let me count the ways you drag me down. Uh, the things we sing out loud when no one's listening. You're you're saying things about each other behind your back. Yep, you know, yep. let me count the ways you kill me. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, anytime it's something like that, you're like, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> exactly. Like you guys are, you know, it's sung about two people that aren't met for each other, and yep. they're totally dragging each other down and destroying each other. And who hasn't been there before? I mean, come on. Ex- exactly. We all have, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, so, so like I mentioned before, this was kind of that transition into where they were getting into, you know, the, the slower part of the album. And you now when I say slower part of the album, I don't mean slow by any, any, stretch. no, no, There's- it's, it's more, it's almost to me, the way it felt was that you start to the, the songs almost flow together. If that makes sense. Like it's they a do. little bit harder to tell. Was that the song we just listened to? You know what I mean? And it's not a bad thing, but there's, I don't know, there's a congruency to it, if that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Sure, yeah, it, exactly. There's that continuity that puts it together as a whole you know, album in and of itself rather than individual songs. You know, It's not 12 songs. It's Dissonance, the album by Hands Like Houses. Right. Exactly. So the, the seventh song in the album is Stillwater. Mm-hmm. This was a, you know, a slower-paced song you know, from the beginning. Did you have a heavy little pre-chorus there? You know, lyrics here, the tide surrounds us and drowns us all. Right. You know, how do how did we uh you know get so old and never notice? How did we gain the world, lose the moment, right? Like yeah, it's focus the same. on that. Yeah. Exactly. Focus on the period of time you're in and don't worry about, you know, how you lost time in the past. You know, that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You spend so much time focusing on where you want to go, where you've been, that you lose sight of you know, the journey and actually where you're at right now. Right. You know, and that's the most important, right? Because you can't get those moments back. So again, lyrically, I thought this was, you know, I thought the lyrics were actually really good on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can talk about it, you know, more as we go through. And I think this is good as we kind of dive into lyrics here. Uh, song eight was momentary. Yes. Uh, so same thing. Clean guitars, lots of delay and reverb. Was it's really a softer song. Um, really enjoy the guitar the guitar work here, especially the ending here. They have, again, keyboards. They're bringing them in in a more prominent way, leading everybody into the chorus. Uh, and the bridge brings this, you know, brings the song up a notch here. It gets a little bit heavier. They have you know, some driving guitars uh, that build off the music in the chorus. But overall, it's a, it's a slower song. Right. Uh, key lyrics I took away from this, you know, help me find my way back down, right? Like you kind of <laughs> lose your way, how, sure. having yeah. somebody help you. Mm-hmm. Um, Motion Sickness 2, another what I put quote-unquote slower song for Hands Like Houses. Uh, dealing with fate, love, and loss. Yes. I, if I never knew you, uh, you know, yeah, what how, I've lost. How could I, I miss never, you if I never knew you? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah, being, you know, just being happy that you had the chance to, to even meet someone, even if it's only, you know, for five minutes or for 
you know, some point in time. Well, that's what they always say for fucking relationships, right? They're like, oh, you know, it's better to have loved than lost and never loved at all. I'm still not sure I actually believe that. <laughs> but, but yeah, this song covers that kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, most relationship advice is bullshit, right? Oh, yeah, it because <laughs> it has to be for the specific person in that specific set of variables. Like, that's just, you know, the way it is. I know you're not a huge movie person, but have you ever seen... No. Um, have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind before? I think I have seen Eternal Sunshine, but it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. But that's the whole deal is, you know, they have this fateful relationship where they don't want, they're so bad for each other that they wipe their memories, basically, of that person, but yet they still end up back together all the time. And it's just one of those things. So I always think about something like that when I hear a song with lyrics similar. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I guess that deals with more of the fate thing, like, you know, if you're meant for each other, you're meant for each other type thing. And some people are meant for each other, but, like, love's not enough kind of thing. Sure. Like, it's just, it's some still not right. Some people are just meant to destroy each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Look at us right. getting all philosophical. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we can dive into a whole discussion on fate and, you know, true loves, and is there one, Ian, really, one person out there and what we each think of that, but I feel like that's a different podcast. No, Ian loves relationships, that's... <laughs> Yeah. So that's what we'll do later. Craig loves philosophy. Yeah, there you go. go. Yeah, real deep. That works. Um, no, I like I like yeah. how you're looking at it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, um, song ten here, just to continue on here was yep. degrees of separation. Just make. Oh, did I skip? No, I, you oh, got it I, right. Yeah, I didn't skip. Yeah, did I skip motion sickness? Though? No, we just talked about that one. Okay, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to make sure I don't remember saying motion sickness. Oh, okay, Oops. gotcha. Losing my mind. Been a long day. It has been a long day. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yes, and that song 10 here, Degrees of Separation. So basically, uh, they did a lot of uh, gang vocals in the chorus, mm -hmm. especially. Yep. And I couldn't help but think of um, the latest 30 Seconds to Mars album, actually. You know, I'm going to bring that up later, too. But for Are the you? other album, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can. Now, when you say latest, you don't mean their literal latest because it's one it's of the worst al albums I've ever heard in my life. Um, so it's. Probably not the literal latest. It's the one with Kings and Queens. Yeah, yeah, and the Hurricane and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I that album is no. You should hear their new one. Um, okay, it's like they decided to be um, weird techno thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, it's really weird. Anyway, we, we should talk about that some other time. But yeah, I can get what you're talking about here for sure. Yeah, exactly. It it was like that because it wasn't even just the gang vocals. It was the whole composition of the entire song, like the atmosphere. It, Exactly. Like yep. They were able to create the atmosphere that, you know, 30 Seconds to Mars did really well on that album. Mm -hmm. and, and there were songs about that album that I really liked. And, oh, yeah. and that's what really struck me about this. Same thing here. You know, again, love and loss here. They're, they're kind of sticking to this theme and the, the central part of the album here is, you know, being away from people you love. Uh, I'm imagining they're, they're probably referring to since they're from Australia, they do a lot of touring. You know, you're halfway around the world a lot of times in yeah. touring you know, the U.S. or Europe, uh, you know, it hurts to know we're worlds apart, he says in the, right. in the song, right? And, like, there you go. Like, you're completely just about as far as you can get from somebody else. If you're exactly, yeah. On the other side of the world. Uh, song 11 here was Grey Havens. So this is where it kind of, we get out of that slower paced, quote unquote, hands like houses stuff and, and get back into the really heavy stuff. And they close out the album really strong with the last two tracks. Yeah, they here. do, yep. So Grey Havens here was this fast-paced, hands-like-houses song. Really great driving guitar work. Uh, 
lyrically again now they're they're getting even darker here so now we're going from love and loss to just loss and you know for this i took away with you know it, it seems to be dealing with death a little bit you know if it's my time to go i don't want to look back you know what will it feel like waking up you know you step into nothing right. like i i took away you know they're kind of e either it's one of two things. It's either that next step of like, you don't know what's out there and I'm yep. going to, you know, I'm going to continue on here and nobody knows what's coming up next and we just have to forge ahead or it's the opposite, which is nobody knows what happens when you die right. and you just step I, into nothing. I also saw this possibly and great since it's havens and everything, like maybe they are going for something like that. But I think you could also probably look at this as a career type song as well. Like mm -hmm. what if, I lose my passion for this. What if this album doesn't do well? You know, what if people sure. don't connect to this album that I put my, you know, my heart into, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what will I do next? Like that kind of thing as well. That's kind of where I came from it. But that's what's great about music is you can always look at things from different angles and see it, you know. Exactly. And and again, this, this album had, you know, a, not only lyrically and dealing with that stuff, but, you know, again, very catchy riffs here too they they dove into this modern rock breakdown almost it was i i can only think that to, to term it that way because it seems more poppy for kind of the rock side that they were going for but still a breakdown you know really nice drums during the bridge and, and you know double bass a lot of you know fills and rolls they were throwing in there uh and, and especially at the end of the song where he says this is not mine the drums and the bass were really driving that part there it was a really great way to end that song right uh and then bloodlines here you know just to your point here about you know i i don't know you know maybe it could be about their this album and how it's received or what they're doing next as a band where they're going to go how they're going to mature as a right. band but i thought this lyrically and and musically was really just a nice summary of the whole album here if you listen to the song this is again quintessential hands like houses you listen to the lyrics you know at least my future's in my hands they know what they stand for. They've dealt with all these issues. You know, yep. they know that when they tour, they're gonna have to be away from people. They're happy with the people that they met. They're okay with you know stepping into the unknown. And what they know is, you know, they're not gonna waste any time, right? Just by killing time, we kill ourselves, right? right? Like right. if you waste time and you know you're not getting anywhere, so we're just gonna keep forging ahead. And my what I decide to do is my decision, and it's gonna be the right decision for me. Just a really catchy song. Overall, fantastic album, like I said. Probably my, I don't want to say my favorite album. Uh, of, of their, of their of catalog? Their stuff. I still like Ground Dwellers, I think, the best. As I listen back to it, this is probably my second favorite, but I think I hit the nail on the head, and, and you liked this earlier, with this is their most polished. Yeah, right, right, this right. This is clearly their most polished. This is more accessible than Ground Dwellers. Right. And much better musically than Unimagined. And I can see that. Kind of, yeah. I, I think all three of their albums are fantastic. Really great album. If you haven't listened to it yet, haven't bought it, go out, go buy Hands Like Houses, Dissonance. Awesome album. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot as well. I thought you did a good job with that. I didn't even go that much into lyrics with my review. No, no, <laughs> and no I normally, okay. I normally am all about the lyrics. But I no, that's, you know what? It was, it's, as I always mention on here, it's that thing that I'm the weakest at. So I have to like over it's it's like in my blood to overachieve. Uh, yeah, sure. 
So, so like, I just have to like, I just like buckle down. Like, I'm going to read all the lyrics to this album. And yeah, they... I'm going to dive into the meaning of the songs because I don't do that. Um, so, yeah, you want to take it away with your album? Here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And just like I said, I mean, I, I really like Hands Like Houses. If anyone has a chance to go see them live, because I'm hoping they might have announced today or something. I miss. I've been away from my computer today. Um, but I think they were going to announce a new tour, hopefully in the States because I'd like to see who they're touring with and see, you know, if they're doing anything like that. But we can always put their information in the um, in the description for the episode and all that kind of stuff and see. Yeah. But I had seen something on Twitter like the other day about some announcement coming that was they are. So somebody on uh, on their hands like houses attention hands like houses will be playing at the Palladium in Worcester. This oh, is not a drill. Look at that. It's happening. So there you go. So they must be doing a tour. And uh, it looks like they'll be up our way here. Yeah, I might have to go out there. I, I so I just I I hope it's on a uh, weekend. That's all, yeah, that's all. I hate going out to Worcester during the weekdays. I that's just right. Hate it. So if if anybody's listening and is not familiar, oh yeah, yeah, no. traffic is historically awful in the Boston area. Yeah, getting, I mean New York. Everyone knows New York as well, but at least you've got a better public transportation system. Like it's it's a pain in the ass to get. 45 minutes away in Boston to the place you need to go to. So, and, and there's a very important reason is that because in Boston and even in the surrounding towns, it's very expensive to live. So most people live about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Boston and commute in to Boston during the day to work and mm-hmm. commute out of Boston and, and in the evening to go home and traffic in to Boston in the morning is horrible. Yes. Traffic out <laughs> towards Worcester in the evening, if it's during it's, the week, like you yeah. mentioned, is horrible. Right. So yeah, so, so I'm I'm poor because I live in Boston. That's how I choose, like, so that I can go to concerts in Boston. But exactly. that's that's why I'm poor doing podcasts. That's that's <laughs> kind of the, the way it is. All right, so we will talk about that. I'm sure I'm gonna look into that because depending on when it is and who they're playing with, I'd like to go see them again because yeah. they were definitely worth it. I so, mean, it's just yeah. So yeah. all right, let's go on to Yashin. Um, so I'll just give the previous some of the previous stuff that we did for last week's um artist focus so uh it's www.theyashin.com so yashin is spelled y-a-s-h-i-n um you can find them on twitter at the yashin and then just yashin on fast uh fastbook facebook i wonder is there a fastbook <laughs> we should we should maybe yeah we need to put money down that right now because that's gonna be it's gonna be huge uh it's so a porn site that you just directed everybody to you know what? It wouldn't be the first time in my life, Craig. It be the first time. <laughs> All right, we are going way off topic. All right, we so, are as we digress. Yeah, as we as we digress. So Yeshin is from uh, from outside Glasgow in uh, Scotland. Formed around 2006. So very similar trends here. They actually had the uh, the difference in time almost too between their second and third album. Um, okay. The uh, so they they have two main albums. It's uh, um, sorry, uh, put your hands where I can see them in 2010, uh, Revel- uh, sorry, we created a monster in 2012 and then they had the break from 2012 to, you know, last Friday, uh, yep. of now coming out with the renegades. Uh, so they have, uh, a, a unclean, uh, vocalist and a clean vocalist. Um, I guess I can run through the current members as well. Um, sure. so it's Paul Travers on guitar. It's Andrew McShane on bass guitar and backing vocals. Uh, David, Beton or Beaton uh, on drums, uh, Harry Radford on clean vocals, Kevin Miles on or Mil- yeah Miles on unclean vocals, and Connor uh, I don't know how you say um, 
my Irish friends are going to kill me and Scottish friends are going to kill me. Um, <laughs> Ma- uh, McLeod, McLeod, something like that. But I, I apologize to them. We already, I already fucked up their names before. I love this band. I still doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean I can pronounce names. Like that's just not the way it works. So yeah, now. Do not choose to listen or not to listen to Yashin based on how we pronounce. Yeah, the please band just listen to them. The yeah, just listen. <laughs> yeah, just listen to them. Uh, so I guess the big thing I've been looking forward to this album for a while now. Uh, very, very catchy stuff. Uh, we had talked about last week about them being more on the metalcore track. I think they hit it, but I think what makes this album very different, even though it's very, very catchy, different from Hands Like Houses album that we just spoke of. It doesn't, the album to me doesn't flow. It's, it's not that it's necessarily disjointed, but every song seems very different. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like once an, once a song is done, you know, it's done because that next song doesn't sound anything like the beginning of that first one. They throw a bunch of weird stuff in there. There's a bunch of um, weird intros (laughs) that I was really surprised about. Um, They do. But I will tell you, though, I love the vocals in this whole album because they do all of my favorites. The the whole thing I've talked about since we started this podcast and for years that I've loved this music, what I always really enjoy is when there is singing and then screaming and back to singing and screaming and singing. And just it's the melody. It's the melody. It's the peace versus the chaos. And it's that That's whole right. mixture. And they do the the shout screams. They do the high screams. They do the low growls. They do like the whole range. And what it reminded me of, it's one of my all-time favorite bands, is Alisana with okay. their vocal range of what they're doing. Because Alisana will just let it fly. They'll do the really high screams. Then they've got the guy that does the really low growls. They'll come back. They'll do the melodic singing. And that's kind of what I heard in this album. And I really appreciate that. So that gets me every time. Like sure. if, basically, if any band's doing that, I'm all for it. That's yeah. That's like so my now, thing. I didn't I didn't get the Alisana thing from this, and maybe it's just because I haven't listened to Alisana enough. Right. But what I took away from this, and and what it sounded like to me was, um, it it reminded me of of Mice and Men, but newer uh. of Mice and Men stuff. Oh, so more of the like almost newish metal type yes. thing like alternative new metal kind of thing exactly like i could they see were that going, a little bit they were going for that big that big sound but they still wanted to be really heavy and yeah. i i took away like you know if you kind of like the the latest of mice and men stuff mm-hmm. then you probably would like this this yashin album it's a little bit different than their other stuff oh yeah but not drastically no not not completely different for sure it's i think it's much more on the line of um we created a monster but heavier yes. I think yes. it's definitely on the heavier side with a couple of slower intro track kind of things. But what I also thought, maybe it's just because they're on my mind. And I actually haven't listened to Bullet from My Valentine for a long time, actually. You know, I haven't been like prepping for the for the show. But yeah. I heard a lot of Bullet from My Valentine riffage type stuff in this album. I agree. And you know what? I, I heard, yeah, I, I definitely heard that too yeah so um, i put a I, mix of I, them put a the of my cementsy take just and i'm not even saying the guitar work because the guitar work in alisana is very intricate they yes. at times with albums use like three different guitars and it's like this this is not that intricate but add in the vocals kind of um add in the vocals of that with the of my Men and bullet for my valentine riffs and i think that's that's yashin right there exactly. at least for this album 
Yeah. That'd be my thing. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I got to say, but I remember talking to you and saying, you know, I don't know if this is my favorite. Like I'm trying to decide on the three, but now that I've listened to it so much, there's still a couple of songs that, that I really love off um, We Created a Monster, but I think this album is definitely my favorite now. And maybe it's just because I listen to it so much. Maybe if I just went ahead and listened to their last two albums on repeat as well, I'd feel the same way. Yeah, but, I th- yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head with, at least for me, right? And what I look for is that it was like we created a monster, but heavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's really what I liked about it. It was their heaviest work yet, and, and they really kind of dialed in their sound. Yeah, and, and yeah. And that's what yeah. I'm 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 happy that when we did our artist focus last week, we predicted this with the way, you know, they were saying, hey, you know, we're going to get a little darker. We're going to get a little bit more heavy on the stuff that we're talking about. And then the songs that they had released made it seem like, hey, they're going in this certain direction and we're going to really enjoy that. Yep. yep. So and yeah. they totally did. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, you want to get started with the tracks. Yeah, yeah, if you want to go through it, let's do it. All right. So first one is uh, Spreading the Disease. So this, I felt, was very similar to the opener of the first album and the second album, where it's kind of not a whole song completely, but it's you start with the piano, you have kind of the machine beats in the background, and you start the actual clean singing, and then it kind of builds and builds. So you feel this pressure like they're waiting to kind of release. And that's when you get the screaming. The screaming kicks in with the clean vocals underneath. And then the drumming just starts. And you know they're going right into the next song. And it's just yep. kind of that intro to tell you, hey, this is what this album's going to be. Like, get ready kind of thing. It, yeah, exactly. There, it, it does lead really nicely into, into the second track here. Yeah, and they, I, for sure it's an intro. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, they're they're sure. screaming, they're singing back and forth, but they're but they're leading into something. Exactly, and that's what I was just about to say. It's not an intro in the traditional sense where it's like this short track where it's just all kind of instrumental or anything. Right. There, it's it's a song. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a song for sure. And I enjoy it. You know, it's you know they're ta- they're saying spreading the disease like that's the you know the lyrics. The lyrics in this, I, I marked down some. I didn't go into depth. It's also very hard to find their lyrics, too. Like, I didn't, I could have with how much I listened to them. I could sing a full song. But yeah. I also am not going to write down, like, every single thing for this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to bog it down. Of course. But I really enjoyed that intro. And then that goes right into the beginning of the end. And that's, once again, those drums just go. And it just goes. And it hits you and says, that he screams, this is the beginning of the end. And you know, bam, now you've got, <laughs> now you've got the guitars. Now you've got everything going and they're just driving the guitars. you got your growling screams. Um, I like this, like I had mentioned before, this is a lot of the different vocal works. Um, and I think it sets the tone for the way the rest of the album is going to be. It's the high screams, the low growls, the, uh, the actual like standalone almost um, shouting at some points but then also the really melodic cleans as well which i liked and the drum work of course i i was very impressed with the drums in this i he has to be using double bass correct oh yeah yeah Yeah, and i love it anytime you know you're going in and out with that adding in the screams and the cleans together i'm all you know i'm all about that so i enjoyed this and then um 
halfway through the song, there's like a deliberate slowdown with a woman singing. And they do this a few times on the album. And I don't believe maybe they did this with one other song from one of their past albums. But they do this a few times. Um, and it's good. But And I like that. It's a very haunting, very haunting chorus with the guy screaming over it. And then you've got the piano to close out the track. So all in all right there, you, I think you've, you've given a good kickstart to the album. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I actually have it playing in the background here. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. Can, So I, I, I didn't listen as closely. I spent so much time with the Hands Like Houses. Oh, But for no, sure. you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I mean, yeah, they have great breakdowns. They they bring you right in, like you said, with, with the screaming, the heavy drums. It just pulls you right in and... You could tell this is going to be like we created a monster only on a whole nother level. Right, right, exactly. And yeah. that's when you get into their original signal, I believe, for this album, at least the one that you could hear in the States, and that's Dorothy yep. Gale. And you can kind of guess where this song is going lyrically just by the name, um, but it's a whole Wizard of Oz theme. Uh, it's one of the heavier, heaviest songs on the album, I'd say. Um, and I really like this. I like this when we were prepping for uh, the show last week. Like I, I really enjoy listening to this on repeat. Um, this was another one where the main riff is very similar to the Bullet for My Valentine ish style. Yeah, you I was know just about I mean? to say yeah. that. Yeah, the the riff here is really awesome. Yeah, I'm a big song. fan it's, of that. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, yeah, and then they get so they they go through that main riff in the beginning, and then yeah, like I see what you're saying. They they throw in like, you know that pre-chorus almost and like yeah. a sort of pseudo breakdown and it it is bold for my valentine-ish yeah, yeah. and even it's, the drums like you, yeah you the drums about. are yeah they're they're rocking too and i and this is the weird part they uh so like i don't know it's halfway through the song or maybe two-thirds way through the song they put a little rapish part and it's funny because the accent really comes out like you don't hear first of all the the, the lead clean singer is american right he, I believe so. And then the unclean vocalist is Scottish, and I believe the rest of the band is Scottish. Um, and you can really hear the accent, though, on this little rap part. And I was just a little surprised because it doesn't really seem to fit. Like, because the rest of the album has none of this. Like, it, they're not trying to be um, from uh, from uh, Ashes to New. Like, they're not, that is not the style they're going for. But for some reason, this was thrown in there. Um, and I don't really know why. But one of the anyways, but one of the lyrics that I, I enjoyed on this one was um, every suit and tie looking down on me and they go, I tell myself there's no place I'd rather be no place like home, no place like home. And it just works. You know, they say click, you know, click one, two, three. And you know what it's about. You know, this is about touring. You know, this is about not wanting to be in corporate America, people looking down because you've got tattoos or you're a musician, you know, whatever it happens to be. You can obviously um, put this to your own life as well. And I think this this whole album in general, The Renegades, is really a great title for this because they are trying to not set themselves apart musically, I don't think, as a band, but as a fan base for the band like that kind of thing uh, being like this is the album to listen to if you're different you know if you sure. don't if you don't go with the flow whatever it happens to be you know that kind of yeah. thing so i enjoy that and i actually thought they were going to go more concept album on this but they didn't i think that gives them if they wanted to next album i think they could really go concept because some of their music video uh, music videos are very concept ish Really, I haven't. I don't think I've watched any of their music. Yeah, videos. it's more. They're all like 
they're fighting and stuff like they've got the hood hoodies on and they're kind of like anti-establishment and all that kind of stuff, you know, so you could easily play off that if you wanted to go sure. into something. So I like the sure. idea that they've kind of left that open, but and that, maybe that's yeah. what they're doing. Maybe they're setting themselves up for that kind of, you know, next album releases like their, their next album being something a little bit more experimental. It's possible. Yeah. And I'm just I'm hoping that this does well enough for them that they continue on because that last break was a little bit iffy. You never know if a band's going to take a break and never come back after something like that so sure. hopefully hopefully this does well for them it looks like they're getting better with their social media but i still haven't seen any dates in the states yet so gotcha that, yeah. yeah it's it's tough i mean again I, i'll bring up the amity affliction again but i think it's tough for these bands unless you really have the fan base to you know tour somewhere out where you don't have a fan base right exactly exactly so uh next track is d-e-a-d dead uh, it's a redone track because this was actually released in 2014. They just put out something and then they completely redid it. Um, this is one of those ones where you know if you were at a show, you'd be chanting D-E-A-D because they've got that gang vocals chanting song and that works. I mean, there's there's no way that doesn't work for when you're live and just getting all the crowd hyped up. Um, so I like that. Once again, extremely catchy. All these songs are very, very catchy. And I am completely fine with that. Um, sure. It's got everything that you want in, in it, though. It's like the heavy with the screaming, like you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. And then they go into the singing in the verse and some of the chorus. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. And I, I wrote down one of the lyrics. Um, Feels like I'm buried alive. It's not very original, but I like the way it's sung, which is exactly what you said. It's It's not the same way that another band would do it because they're mixing so many vocal... Uh, ranges or, or types, however you want to say it. They're, yeah, they're doing yeah. so much, so I enjoy that. And then, um, you know, uh, feels like the harder I try, I sink down to nothing, you know, six feet deep, like all that kind of stuff. It's it's a sure. little bit, it's a little cliche in some points, but because they're doing it a different way, that's what I enjoy about it. So that's that's a fun, catchy, you know, like you know during a show they're going to love that. And that actually leads into another ridiculously catchy song this is the title track um the renegades this is like that anthem call to arms um it's one of those songs for the beaten the outcasts anyone not fitting in whatever situation they're in and you know everyone singing the whoa part you know like that's exactly. it's one of those anthem songs for sure um, Absolutely. Yeah, and once again, it's it's very very catchy. We are the renegades. We are the renegades. Well, yeah, I'm not even. Gonna, I would love to actually just start singing with this microphone because I do love it so much. But just <laughs> leave these for the for the people that are actually professionals. I am I am no longer a professional singer. <laughs> so um, this now leads into probably probably my favorite, like one of the top two favorite tracks on the album, uh, Vultures. And I think this was their second single for this album, possibly. Okay. Um, I thought it, once again, great mix of vocals. I thought the chorus was very catchy. Uh, vultures in your eyes, vultures in my mind. Um, and a great buildup with both vocalists screaming and doing the clean vocals at the end to go into the next song. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, like, it's, it's hard to describe some of these songs without just reading the lyrics and telling you whether they scream or clean here but this song is very very catchy it's very good the drums are always good in all these songs they've got great riffs i think they're doing a good job with it 
Sure. And I think, you know, in, in, in vultures here, you know, when he says, you know, vultures in your eyes, you know, he, uh, the the vocal range there really comes through. Is, yes. You know, what he can do as a clean vocalist. Yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's a really good clean vocalist. Um, Absolutely. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and then, now, now you go into uh, Mockingbird. And this is another very slow opening. Uh, the woman starts singing in the song. And they don't, from what I saw from the album, they don't, um, they don't mention who she is. Like, it's not a, um, what do you call it? It's not a uh, featuring singer or whatever. They, I don't think she's in the band. I don't think. But she's in, like, three or four of the songs. Um, and it feels like, this feels like it's more like an intro to the next song than it is a standard track. Sure. Um, but so it's one of those ones where I wouldn't, you know, I listen to it going into the next song, but I don't, you know, keep it as a standalone in my own opinion. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. It's one of those interlude tracks a little bit. Still, a, you know, really nice, nice kind of interlude and a little bit different for them since it's a lot cleaner. Right. Especially on this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and then so the intro or what I consider to be the intro then goes into Stockholm Sinner. And this is the weirdest song on the album, in uh, in my <laughs> opinion. Well, actually, no, no. We'll get to <sighs> this one comes out of nowhere, and I think it's it's about a woman or possibly a guy. It's you know depending on your gender or what you like or whatever. Um, the the chord, the amount of times they say "you fame hungry bitch" <laughs> in this song, <laughs> and it's just so right at you. Like I just, it's it's a much faster song. Like it goes from that slow opening of the intro song to this, to from Mockingbird to this. So it's faster. It's angry. Um, you'll definitely, you know, if you're at the show, you're bobbing your head to this for sure. Um, and then I'm sure they're putting the microphone out to the crowd when they're saying "you fame hungry bitch." And I'm it's, sure. Yeah, it's always it's calling out an imposter. It's I see you know, I see that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I. <laughs> At their merch table that just says "You fame hungry bitch" on it. I think I would have to buy that. I, <laughs> I think that would that would definitely be in my in my closet. That's for sure. But yeah, that was. It, it's a very different type. It's like the way I see the song almost is the way in um in my Chemical Romance in the Black Parade. How if you ask anyone that likes that album or knows that album well, there's always one song that sticks out as being completely off track, and that's Teenagers. It's like this song kind of comes out of nowhere. The The subject matter seems to be right on the money with what they're talking about because they're talking about you know the powers of touring and the issues with the music industry and like all that kind of all the issues that they were facing while they were on their hiatus. So obviously someone probably dealt with you know, a shitty person who is always trying to get famous and always, you know, trying to, you know, take money from them, maybe anything like that. But it seems a little out of place, even though it's still a fun song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they don't have a you fame hungry bitch shirt. I'm looking it up right now. But they have a shirt that says now lose your shit. Oh, and that I think I have that somewhere. Oh, yeah, I think I have that somewhere else. I, I might have missed it. Um, but yeah, I do remember that. Uh, you know, but we just gave them a great idea. Maybe if they listen to the podcast, <laughs> merchandising right there. Yes, yes, and if you're listening, you need to make a "You Fame Hungry Bitch" shirt. And then in the back, put Ian hates. Ian like hates. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Ian hates. I will buy many of those. That is that is for sure. Um. So the exactly. next, 
Next song we got is uh, Long Live Salvation. I thought this was a nice riff intro here for sure. Um, really catchy chorus again. I can hear it on the radio. I can hear it on the radio. Like, um, It seems like they're still... I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I couldn't really tell what the song was going for. Um, but it's still it's a good song. But lyrics-wise, they, they repeat the chorus, I can hear it on the radio a bunch of times. And I'm not sure if they're talking about um, like the issues with the music industry or, you know, something like that or like generic songs. I, I'm not exactly sure because to me, normally, when you say I can hear something on the radio, it's like an insult now because none of the music that we listen to is on the radio. Like it's like it's almost like you're selling out kind of sure, thing. Like sure. no one, you know, no one's going to play like, you know, we live in Boston and there are no rock stations here, you know, like that kind of thing. It, it's very strange. Yeah, and I think you're right. This is probably this is probably the catchiest song in the album, and the one of the more, and, and maybe the I hear hear it on the radio is is exactly that. Like maybe it's about this just this song in general. Like they can they can hear this song being played on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I mean maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe I misread it. I have no I, idea I, I on mean, that one. I mean, it could be, it could totally be not that. It's probably not that. Maybe someday we'll be able to talk to him and we'll be able maybe. to ask him straight up, like, what is this song about? You know, it, and, they, and they can say, oh, it's whatever you think it's supposed to be. Like, that's, and then we'd be like, all right. Say, right? Yeah, but it's definitely fun. one of their more accessible songs. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, next one is Dead Spells. I like this. Um, another nice guitar riff intro. Um, you know, one of the lyrics, who do you want to be? Mirrors give no sympathy. You know, it rhymes. It's true. It works. Like I'm fine with that. Um, and I love the um, um, dead spells falling from your mouth. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like I like the whole dead spells as a as like shitty words. You know what I mean? Or like you know that capturing kind of thing. I, I enjoy that. And then uh, I really like they did a whole yelling tone into screaming towards the end, where it's um, I forget exactly what was repeated. But it was that yell into the scream, and it's just a nice little vocal trend that I enjoy. Sure, sure. All right, and then, now this one, okay, this song, track 11, Play Me. This one might be the weirdest, because once again, this is about a woman or a man uh, fucking someone over. But I could not tell for a while this really strange spoken word intro to this song if it was a girl or a guy, and then at the end of the spoken word, you hear, I believe it's a her saying, I, or a guy saying he fucked her, or a girl saying she fucked him. And the perspective of the song is way out of whack because I have no idea who fucked who and who's mad. And like, I, I don't know who they're talking about, but someone's pissed off at someone. That's, a, that's all I know. So uh, I thought it's a uh, the intro. Uh, sorry, the intro riff sounds almost like old school hair metal to me. It's got that a little bit of that southern rock thing going on. Yeah, some of the some of the bands that were going for that. You know, who did I bring up? I brought up before a while ago. We talked about Fight Paris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Every time I die, a little bit right. Yep. Like so, there, there's some of that. Yeah, it's. It's definitely different, and that's why I'm. That's why I mentioned every song on this album is so different. Like, sure they're catchy, and sure they have some riffs that you know that open songs, but you know when you're going into a different song 
in, yeah, in this. Exactly. And yeah, for, for sure. And this is one of the ones that has a big time breakdown. Um, you know, they cut in. It's it's very um, enter Shikari. They cut into where they're about to break down, and they just go, "Better luck next time, son." And then, bam, and you're back into that breakdown. And I, I love that shit. So, sure, yeah, big fan of this. And then now, this for the final track of the album, "Circle the Sun." This is where I saw the 30 Seconds to Mars, because this to me sounds a lot like the song Hurricane, which was really big. Um, it's a piano intro, um, and they kind of, like I mentioned for the first couple songs, they play piano in that. This kind of brings it full circle here. Um, there's a woman singing on this track as well, and it's very soft until the build at the end with the screaming, and it just it sounds so so familiar to me. Um, to the whole like 30 seconds to Mars just type thing because it's it's they're using instruments but they're definitely creating an atmosphere in the song and I think it's a great way to end they've gotten so much energy throughout the whole thing to bring it down again with a crescendo just seems to work very well for me yeah so what I will say is as we're sitting here talking about it I, I'm what I'm remembering about this album is it starts off really strong and I think this kind of exemplifies kind of how the album was for me is it started off really strong and kind of just tailed off. A oh, you had a tail me. off. Oh, okay. I, I didn't, so I think the rest of the album, it, Yeah, I think it was good. It was a little bit more like they, they started off and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be really heavy. And it was still again, their heaviest album, I think by far. Sure. But they got a little bit more mellow and a little bit more poppy and generic. Okay. And again, not in a bad way. I don't oh, ever sure, sure. say that. Right, right. You know, meaning it in a bad way, but yeah, I I, I took it. To, you know, they got they got a little bit. Oh, they 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 had all this heaviness in the beginning, and I didn't know don't know what happened to that at the end. Oh, okay. I guess I still heard it. I don't know if it was me with because of how many times I listened. Maybe I was actually sure. back at the beginning really, of the album. <laughs> it was definitely there. Sure. But yeah, I like the ending. I mean, this is once this is. I would definitely recommend this album. Um, if, you know, and I guess really we both recommend both albums, you know, if, if you can go get, uh, Yash and the Renegades and go get Hands Like Houses, uh, Dissonance, um, because it is, I agree. yeah, they're both really, really good albums. And as somebody who hasn't listened to Yashin until like the last couple of weeks here, yeah, absolutely. Go check out all the other Yashin stuff. Oh yeah. That's, that's for sure too. And all the other Hands Like Houses stuff too. Like might exactly. as well, if you've got time for the music, might as well do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's probably a good segue into what we're, you know, yeah. what we're listening to now. Because we're talking a lot about Hands Like Houses and Yashin, but what are you listening to now? So yeah, besides the stuff we just talked about, um, I, I'm a big fan of the band The White Noise. They just had their debut um, EP come out called Aren't You Glad? Um, and they're like punk it's screamo. A great CD. Yeah, I right? It's it's six tracks, so I'm, I'm looking forward to more, obviously. But post-hardcore screamo with like these really catchy choruses uh and it's just yeah there's something about them like i would really like to see them live and i'm hoping that they build upon this but it's been a while since i really enjoyed an ep and i thought this was really well done it is yeah absolutely i agree and then we'll talk about a war within in a in a bit once you're done with your section Sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make this quick here, but, um, yeah, so I've been listening to, uh, I, I came across landscapes. This is a band from the UK. I think I came across them from, uh, on alt press this morning. Oh, okay. Started listening to them and they kind of just fall 
you know, right, right in that wheelhouse of the bands I like, um, more towards the melodic hardcore kind of punk side. So if you're familiar with bands like Verse oh, or, sure. um, oh, I'm so drawing a blank here, um, Boston band. Bane? Vanna? No, not Bane. What about Vanna? No, no, not Vanna either. Oh. Kind of in that post-hardcore. Did I say, um, I said, I think I said Vanna, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Vanna, yeah. Not a loss for say, words. Not um. Oh, no, four years have, strong. Have heart. Oh, have heart. Oh, jeez, I was man. way I off. Should, I should I should have to move out of Boston for not knowing. Well, I guess we heart. all. I mean, I was just naming random bands. From <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, so mighty mighty Boston's. Yeah. So if you're a fan of have heart and you're a fan of um, verse and and these kind of hardcore bands, um, then you probably like landscapes. Uh, another band that's kind of in the 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 heavier like hardcore punk uh, that I've been listening to, and they have it. So Landscapes has an album actually coming out, uh, coming up here in in the next couple weeks. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. And they also have one full length that's already out. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. Movements released a song. I came across them on YouTube actually forever ago. Released a song and I wasn't able to like actually find in their stuff because they only had that single out. Right, right. Well, they have an EP actually coming out in the next couple of weeks here. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's called Outgrown Things. Uh, if you're a fan of bands like Title Fight, mm. older Title Fight stuff, uh, where it's a little bit more the force vocal, some some heavier, faster, brand new stuff, right? Kind of like in that genre, like the hardcore punk, but a little bit of a, a different take on it, I guess. Um, and then I kind of went down the hole here of just like who was like landscapes and who was in that, you know, melodic hardcore. And I started listening a little bit more to No Bragging Rights, which I, you know, hadn't really listened to at kind of any length before. Uh, and, and really like in their stuff. I don't know why I didn't dig into it before. That happens sometimes. Sometimes music doesn't hit you at the right time. Exactly. But at least the first two bands, you know, albums coming out here in the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm, you know, really looking forward to both landscapes and movements. And then I guess... Um, to cap it off, then uh, there's another album coming out next week. It's from A War Within. It's called Believes. It yep, and that's on uh, March 8th. Now I'm not sure if you can still get pre-orders anymore, but you should try if you can. It's www.awwmusic.com. Um, you can find them on Twitter at A War Within Music, and then on Facebook A War Within. And we're gonna end the show today with I, I just chose a song off the new album. Um, Hell is empty and all the devils um, are out, or all the devils are. I forget if I. Uh, let me just make sure I have the track <laughs> right. I know. I, it's so much stuff. It's like we said, we're not good with track names. We're more good with like what the actual track number is. But it's um, Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Um, and once again, Craig and I really, really like this album. Um, we're going to talk about it in depth. Yeah. Yeah, this sure. album was really good. Um, so. Yeah, that kind of leads into Sunday's tour here. Yes, yeah, so, so you want to you want to do it? I got the list. No, go for you it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Craig and I are going to go to the drop the uh, drop the gloves tour. It's uh, headlined by Bless the Fall, Miss May I, The Plot in You, uh, Sirens and Sailors, and then A War Within. So I've known these guys for a long time, um, and it's going to be great to finally. This is their first, I believe, out of like Michigan tour. So they've been going around in their van, hitting up all the spots. It seems like the tour is going great. 
Um, and I'm really excited because they're coming to a small venue that it, I just can't even believe Bless the Fall is going to be playing at this venue. Like it seems like it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, so for sure. Craig and I are going to go there. We're, we're not going to say what we might be doing, um, <laughs> you know, but there might be stuff that's coming up for the podcast because of this. And there could be a very big thing. There could be a not so big thing if it falls through. Yeah, but shit happens. Stay, but stay yeah. tuned but because next week could be a big episode, potentially. Exactly. If exactly. everything pans out, next week will be a big episode for us. Right. Yep, for sure. So we'll stay end tuned. we'll end this show with um Hell is Empty and um All the Devils Are Here. We'll end it with that with that song from their new uh from their new album Believe. And yep. then um I'll do the plugs now for our stuff. Uh, so you are listening here somehow, we're hoping. <laughs> So, uh, either from the you website, found us. Congratulations. Yeah, found, yeah, thank well, thank you. Um, it's either uh, www.ianhates.com. Uh, you can find um, all the streams there, blog posts, all that kind of stuff. Um, also, iTunes and Stitcher, just search for Ian Hates. And if you can, please subscribe, please share us. You can copy the uh, the link URL from um, iTunes and share it on Twitter and Facebook. Um, please feel free to rate us if you enjoy what you're listening to. You know, preferably we, five stars. Yeah, if preferably. Really like yep. Us. If you if you like us, please do that. Um, I could. It's iTunes, Stitcher. You've got the website. You can do uh, Twitter. Ian hates podcast. Um, you can also email us with your hate with your love, whatever you want, suggestions, whatever it happens to be, bands you want to play, like our uh, your music on the show, whatever it happens to be, um, ianhates at gmail.com. Um, I think I covered everything there, right? Did I get it? Did so. I hit it all? I think so too, yeah. And, and then the other thing, you know, if you, like, like Ian said, you know, if you really like us, rate us on iTunes and subscribe. That really helps us move up in the ratings on iTunes and then share us with your friends on Facebook and Twitter because that really helps us reach kind of a wider audience and people who are like you who are really into this music and you know are interested in hearing about the bands that we all love and hearing about maybe some new music that you haven't heard of yeah. uh, that kind of we all discover here and and same thing we and I both love discovering music so hopefully you listen to this and you find a band that you haven't heard of before and likewise email us tweet us and say hey you should check out this band you should do a review and oh, you yeah. know we'll definitely consider it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, also, just on a side note too. So this is Ian hates music, but if you do like, uh, you know, reviews of movies and talking shit about movies and whatever, um, on the it's like the sister podcast, whatever you want to call it, on the same site under iTunes and Stitcher and all that, you can look up Ian hates movies. Uh, and tomorrow we're gonna do the movie Rock and Rolla by Guy Ritchie from 2008 and next week I think we're going to do um Hot Tub Time Machine 2. It's going to be <laughs> so awful. We're kind of doing like good movie bad movie good movie bad movie kind of thing. So okay. that's kind of how we're going to do it. But I think that covers everything. So That does cover everything. We'll leave you with a new A War Within song. Hopefully we'll have some great stuff for you next week. Uh Craig, I think it's time for your catchphrase. No, I'm all good. There you, that's it and uh, and I'll that's leave it. you the way I always do <laughs> uh, long days and pleasant nights thanks everyone <laughs>